The wait is over. G.G. Jackson is a Tar Heel. Folks, listen to me. The, the Hubert Davis train is leaving the station. Now, if you haven't gotten on board yet, there's still time, but you better hurry because this thing is rolling right now. Hubert Davis is connected to the past of North Carolina basketball. He is the present, and you better believe this man's going to be the future. This thing is going. So, Today, we're talking about Jackson's commitment and also an unexpected Tar Heel declared early for the NBA draft. And you know what? It's a smart move. We're going to talk about all of that on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's April 28th, 2022, the Thursday edition of Locked on Tar Heels. Welcome in, I'm your host, Isaac Shade, writer for Sports Illustrated's All Tar Heels site, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get your podcasts. Also, for those of you watching, thanks for making this your first watch of the day. Please go ahead and subscribe, hit the like button, ring the bell so you get notifications anytime a new episode drops. Also, I was looking back, the most comments we've ever had on a show is 200, and that is insane. And here's what I want to do. I want to get to the point where we're beating that on a consistent basis. Why? Let me tell you. This isn't just us talking about sports and me trying to keep you informed or entertained about what's going on in Carolina. We're trying to build a community, a family here where we have conversations and we talk about the ways in which sports bring us together. We talk about the stories of these young men and women um, that, that play these games we love and, and how that makes us feel and how that makes us a community in one. And so would love to just have all sorts of great comments and people responding to each other. And uh, man, what a cool way to do things, especially as we're celebrating this Gigi Jackson commitment. Uh, I'm going to have some fun interactive stuff later in the show today that we can do. So make sure you're dialed in commenting and that will be awesome. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, look, usually I am not wearing Carolina gear or anything like that. I'm just I'm wearing a nice shirt, maybe maybe a pullover or something. But I just thought, what an appropriate day uh, to be rocking a little, a little Carolina garb, little paraphernalia <laughs> so that we can celebrate GG Jackson being a Tar Heel. And so what I want to do in our first section today is just talk about, Hey, what is it that Carolina is getting with this young man? And so I've just got five things with that, that I want to hit on. First of all, Carolina is getting a basketball stud. This kid we, we talked about it earlier in the week, so I'm not going to belabor it. Go watch his highlights. That's all you need to do. It'll speak for itself. It jumps off the page. That said, one of the things I loved is that after his announcement and commitment today, Gigi Jackson did some interviews, and one of the things he talked about was some things he needs to grow in. And I think that, to me, doesn't show that he's not phenomenal. 
I think to me that shows a self-awareness of I'm already a ridiculously good basketball player, but there are other people out there better than me working every day, and so I've got to too. So some of the things he said he wants to work on are ball handling, his consistency when he's on the court. He talked about doing the little things to earn his playing time. Yes, you're hearing me correctly. This is a, a five-star upcoming uh, upcoming senior. He hasn't even played his senior year yet. Consensus top 10 recruit. Every, that means any recruiting service you look at, he's top 10, including number one at Rivals. And despite all that, he's talking about doing the little things to earn playing time for Coach Hubert Davis. This kid is a stud, and he's only going to get better. Why? Because he knows that he hasn't arrived. He knows that he hasn't made it yet. He knows that he's got to work his tail off to earn all those accolades that he's already getting as this 6'9", 200 uh, pound power forward who's going to come in and do it. I, I wish he was going to be in Carolina this year, but the, the spots aren't there and he wants to take that extra time. But he's going to be able to come in and do some of those things that Brady Manick did. He won't be as efficient of a shooter right out of the gate, but he is a, a very capable shooter. He's incredibly athletic. He's long um, and is going to be able to do some great things on the court. And so um, while we don't wish the upcoming season away because great things are happening, uh, we've still got a long time, you know, a year and a half essentially before uh, he is playing for the Tar Heels. Second thing Carolina is getting in Gigi Jackson is a gentleman. As I listen to him speak, anytime I've heard him speak, including today, he's Mr. This and Miss That. And, and as a Georgia boy myself, I get that. Um, from growing up, like if, if I didn't, yes ma'am and no sir, everybody from my elders to toddlers, my mom would have been all on me. And it's clear he's, as a, as a boy raised in the South himself, he's gotten a lot of that same, same training. He is very kind. He's thoughtful. Um, he mentioned in, in his conversations, um, coming from a, a two-parent home and, and his family, and, and that's not to say anything better or worse about um, somebody coming from a two-parent home or a one-parent home or foster care or guardianship or whatever it is. It's just that he acknowledged coming from a two-parent home, I've, I'm very fortunate that my two biological parents are still the people that I grew up with. And uh, he, he has learned from those things and doesn't take it for granted. And and I that's part of what I'm talking about of him as a gentleman. It's clear that that his parents have poured into him, spent all this time with him, kept him level-headed, um, kept him grounded, all that hard work we just talked about a second ago. Um, he even, he, he talked about multiple times on Wednesday after his recruitment, how important this family atmosphere was to him. He said he heard that from Simeon Wilcher, who had also committed prior to him in the class of 2023, and that's part of what brought him to Carolina. And he also talked about how he just likes to spend time with God. And I know not everyone out there listening is a person of faith, but it just, it to me shows a level, again, of, of thoughtfulness, of mindfulness, of discipline, uh, of being dedicated to something. And, and so you love that. So he's a stud, he's a gentleman, and you're also getting a student of the game. In just several things I've heard him talk about, it's obvious he's not just paying attention to the right now. He, he's paying attention to the past. He's paying attention to those whom have come before him. 
a couple examples of that from Wednesday after, after his announcement. He said very specifically that he had wanted to play for a black coach, and that was part of picking the Tar Heels and Hubert Davis. Um, and, and in so doing, he referenced Coach Thompson uh, from, from Georgetown fame, who was their famous coach, um, over Patrick Ewing, a great friend of Coach Dean Smith's, and so you love to see some of those connections. But but what's neat about that is in talking about Coach Thompson, he talked about the relationship with Patrick Ewing, who going back to, to Gigi being a gentleman, he called him Mr. Ewing, right? Like, wow, that's so neat uh, to hear somebody just talking like that, but said that he believes that he could have a similar relationship with Coach Davis to Mr. Ewing and Coach Thompson. And, and so you love that. You love to see a young man just being a, his, uh, a history buff of the game. And, and not that you have to have that, but I think it just makes a, a player, a student athlete, all the more well-rounded and accepted in everything that's going. What else are is Carolina getting in Gigi Jackson? A stud, a gentleman, a student of the game, and they're getting momentum. And, and I know I'm kind of pulling it in a different direction with that, but like the, the, like I said in the cold open, the train is rolling. Coach Davis has this great class of freshmen coming in from 2022. And I know there's been everything with, with the guys that Duke has got for 2023 and how Coach Shire has kept Coach K's recruitment going really well. But listen, Gigi Jackson picked Carolina, amongst other schools, over Duke. Uh... He picked him over the G League. Like, Coach Davis has things going. Keep in mind, who knows what he's going to get with NIL stuff, but that's part of it. And so now you've got already two five stars in the class of 2023, both top 10, top 15 guys already. And today, Thursday, Coach Davis is keeping it going. Uh, the UNC staff is going to visit in home with the parents of Matis Buzelis who is another top 10, 11 guy in the class of 2023, a strong forward. And so I also, forgive me, I'm not sure yet precisely how to pronounce his name. Uh, we'll learn that in due time. <laughs> but all that to say, the momentum is rolling and it's going to keep rolling. And so you love to see that. And Gigi Jackson is just one more example. And then here's my final thing I want to say. You know what Carolina's getting in Gigi Jackson? A Tar Heel. He gets it. He just, you can just tell that he's somebody that gets it. Here's some of the things he said um, after his recruitment on Wednesday. Quote, that's a basketball state and I'm a basketball player talking about the state of North Carolina, end quote. Another quote, when you put on that Tar Heels jersey, that's pressure in itself, end quote. Actually not end quote, because you know what? He went on to say, but I feel like I can live up to the expectations. End quote. Legitimately this time. <laughs> I'm not joking. Uh, here's what is important to pick up on that. This guy gets it. He understands the, the history, the aura that surrounds the North Carolina program. And he wants to be part of that. And not just part of that. He wants to, to live up to the expectations. He wants to be that stud that we talked about at the beginning of this conversation. That is what Gigi Jackson is bringing. A stud, a gentleman, uh, a person who has a history of the, uh, a student of the game. He's bringing momentum and he's a Tar Heel already as an upcoming high school senior. You love, you love to see it. 
And so while Gigi Jackson seems like Carolina already, he's not there quite yet, but his commitment does help start to bring a little more shape to the, not, not the upcoming 2022-23 team, but the season after that, the 2023-24 team. And you know what? Maybe it's too early, but I don't care. It's a great day, and we're going to look ahead to the 2023-24 team, what it's shaping up to be like, and what we can expect about that. And so we're going to talk about it in just a minute, but first let me tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the beginning of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Folks, for the first time ever, this is so cool, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas. Pick-by-pick analysis from our local team experts and gurus. Got to see a preview of the set yesterday, uh, about a 30-second video, and it just looks rad. I cannot wait to see it. So, tune in tonight. Tonight begins the NFL Draft all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. Again, it all starts tonight, Thursday, September 28th, or <laughs> September, what on earth? April 28th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, and that's available on Locked On NFL's YouTube page and on the Odyssey app. Make sure to tune in. So, as I said, what, what we want to do is look specifically now at the 2023-24 roster. Um, I'm going to pop it up on the page uh, on the YouTube for those of you who are watching that, um, but for those of you who are just listening, let, let me talk through where we are at with um, the the 2023-24 roster. Obviously, Leaky Black will now have, unfortunately, exhausted his eligibility. But beyond that, I want to have a little fun with this one. Just start throwing out some predictions, and it's wildly too early to think about it. But here's what I want to do. I want to give you who I think is coming back and who I think might be gone. And while I'm doing that, why don't you hop in the comments, give me your thoughts. Who's leaving? Who's coming back after the 2022-23 season? And you got to hurry and do it quick because I'm going to start talking right about now. (laughs) So, um, in addition to Leaky Black being necessarily gone, you've got two seniors this upcoming season, Armando Baycott and Justin McCoy, who in a a standard non-COVID era would graduate and be done. However, they each have a year of COVID eligibility left should they choose to utilize it as Leaky Black will do this upcoming season. Here's my thought. Unless NIL money just gets absolutely wacky, I think Baycott is legitimately gone after this season. I don't, as much as he loves it, I just don't see him sticking around for a fifth year, particularly if Carolina does what we all expect them to do this upcoming season. I just don't see him coming back. However, I'm going to go ahead and say that Justin McCoy will take advantage of that COVID year. Um, he had the, the first year or two there at Virginia, uh, is, has been in Carolina system for one year, will play this upcoming season, and then it just seems like once Leakey leaves, it will be an opportunity for McCoy to really flourish within his skill set in terms of 
maybe he he and or Puff Johnson can be those lockdown defenders that Leakey has been. And so I'm going to go ahead and say that Justin McCoy will come back and utilize that fifth year. Uh, keep in mind, though, that that does mean now starting this upcoming season, that'll count against Carolina's scholarship math. So there we go. Okay, what about the players who will be upcoming seniors? That would be RJ Davis, Puff Johnson, Caleb Love, and Kerwin Walton. Um, these four players as well also have a year of COVID eligibility if they want it, but that wouldn't be till the next season. And so when, when you look at that, I, I, I think even more strongly than Armando Baycott, I, I'm going to say Caleb Love is gone at that point. Uh, you expect him to have a stronger year this year, be um, wiser with the ball, all those kind of things, and just make more decisions and ultimately rise his way into uh, a higher draft position. But I think I legitimately think R.J. Davis will come back for his senior season. Um, I think he'll test the draft waters. Sure, why not? Why wouldn't you? Um, but he's going to do that. I think Puff will be back. And ultimately, I think Kerwin's going to be back for his junior season and is going to stick around for his senior year too. He's just that type of kid that wants to work hard and prove himself. Um, I mean, who knows what could happen and maybe he transfers, but I, I think he's going to stay. I really do. So, uh, moving then to who would be juniors. That's DeMarco Dunn and Dontrez Styles. I don't see any reason why either one of them would leave unless Dontrez blows up and, and his athleticism gets him into a draft position and then he goes. I would say at this point, though, I'm going to lean towards them both coming back for their junior years. And then you've got this year's incoming freshmen who would be sophomores in 2023-24. Again, uh, as a reminder, that's Tyler Nickel. That's Will Shaver, who's already been with the team since January. He was an early enrollee, practiced all January. That's Seth Trimble, and that is Jalen Washington. Um, no reason not to think any of these guys are, aren't going to come back. You would expect all four of them to. However, you just don't know how somebody's going to pop uh, or, or just blow up or go crazy. But keep in mind... NIL. Again, that is a huge deal and is going to keep people in school. And so even if, if one of these four guys blows up, and and even if they're just a fringe NBA draft prospect, you got to think they would now come back, um, especially with who's coming in behind them, who's still at Carolina. Uh, all sorts of great opportunities to play under the lights in front of a national audience all the time. And so I think that the vast majority of this roster will come back for 2023-24. Now, it's April 29th, right? We're so far ahead of it. There's no way to more accurately and legitimately prognosticate, but isn't it fun? And so I, I can't wait to read your comments, see what your thoughts are on that. And you know what? Let's take this one step further. Let's project the starting lineup for 2023-24. I've already said I think Caleb Love is gone, and so I'm going to go with the starting backcourt of R.J. Davis at the one. Can you imagine senior point guard R.J. Davis? <laughs> Boy, how fun would that be? At the two, the shooting guard position, I'm going to put Seth Trimble there. I think that would be phenomenal. Now, coming in, I think Simeon Wilcher, will be a who's going to be a freshman that year, will provide great backup minutes to those two guys, as Seth Trimble will do this upcoming season for Caleb and R.J. Uh, the three position is where I've struggled, um, and, and I want to hear your comments on this on your starting lineup as well. Uh, just let's get it down early. You know what I mean? How fun is that? Uh, to me, the three position is either going to be Puff or Dontrez. I think part of it depends on how Puff 
grows as a shooter um, because he does everything else so well. But Dontrez has the athleticism on him. Um, but I'm going to say uh, that because of Puff's defensive capabilities, because of what I think will continue to grow in his shooting, I think Puff Johnson will be your starting three that season. And then uh, we get to the four and five. And just looking ahead, we haven't seen either one of these guys play a college minute yet, but I think Gigi Jackson is going to come in as a freshman and be the starting four. Um, it just seems like he will have the skill set necessary unless it's Dontrez. Since that struggle with Puff and Dontrez at the three, it could be that they both slot in at the three and four, and either Jalen Washington, who I'm predicting is going to be the five at the starting position, or Gigi Jackson. But you hear in that that neither of those guys, like there's no Armando Baycott type guy on the roster. Will Shaver is probably the closest thing to that, um, but he to be fair, I think he's got a lot of development that he still needs to do. There's question marks coming into this season with Jalen Washington's health, but I think by his sophomore year, he'll be ready to go. So I'm going to say RJ Davis at the one, Seth Trimble at the two, Puff Johnson at three, Gigi Jackson at four, and Jalen Washington five. With the caveat that Carolina has to get a legit big guy, whether that's through transfer portal, which would be ideal because a freshman big guy is just going to take so long to develop. Uh, the final thing I want to talk about with that 2023-24 team right now, and I'm going to switch to, to a different chart, and you're going to see some. it's a little more rainbow uh, in nature, but you're going to see what the scholarship availabilities are over the course of the next five years. Now, this is just the availability that players have. Obviously, there's going to be transfers. There's going to be people who leave early for the draft, but, the, but this is where it sits as you're looking at it for those who are on YouTube um, for, for if everyone's stayed and utilized all their availability. Now you see for this season, Leaky Black is using his uh, super senior COVID year. And then uh, both this, this upcoming season's senior class and junior class all have an extra year of COVID availability if they want to utilize it. And so that would be Armando Baycott, Justin McCoy, Puff Davis, Puff Davis, RJ Davis, Puff Johnson, Caleb Love, and Kerwin Walton. That's available to any of those guys, and so we'll see. But but as the, the years go by, um, all 13 scholarships are accounted for for the coming season. Uh, 12 of the 13 scholarships are accounted for for the 2023-24 season. So there's obviously slots there. And then obviously there's, there's going to be people going out. And then as you move on, uh, for those of you watching, you can see the, the personnel that are is currently in place for those next three years. So um, I, I've got that out to five years. For those that are just listening, you can go check it out on YouTube. I've also posted this chart on my Twitter, at Isaac Shade, so you can go check it out there. Now, oh, as I said in the cold open, there is a Tar Heel who unexpectedly, in the, in the cover of night, <laughs> uh, entered his name into the NBA draft. Who is it? It's Kerwin Walton. And I think it's awesome. Why? We're going to talk about it in just a second here. But first, here's a couple ads for your listening pleasure. <laughs> so hours before Gigi Jackson's announcement on Wednesday, on, on Wednesday morning, it started to trickle out that Kerwin Walton had submitted his name as an early entry for the NBA draft. Obviously, that had to have happened sometime over the weekend because the deadline was Sunday at midnight. And so this came out on Wednesday. So just slow trickle. 
And here's the thing. People are all in arms about Kerwin making this decision. Some people see it and understand it and get it, but there's a whole subset of folks that, that maybe don't know all the intel about the draft and, and why this might be a wise and smart decision for Kerwin. Um, why is he doing it? That's dumb. He's not good enough. He's not ready enough. He's got all these flaws. Absolutely. All of that is true. I, I'm not debating it. I'm not correcting it. But good freak, people, calm down. Let's talk about this like rational adults. And let me explain to you why this is a phenomenal decision from Kerwin Walton. We all know what he needs to get better at. The UNC coaching staff knows what he needs to get better at. His peers know what he needs to get better at. Kerwin himself knows what he needs to get better at. And there's a whole host of things. But all that said... To me, this conversation that we're having right now is less about Kerwin Walton and more about a how do you as a college basketball athlete take advantage of the opportunities afforded to you? What do I mean by that? Well, first you need to know that Kerwin Walton is taking advantage of the opportunities afforded to him. Bear with me for a little legalese mumbo jumbo in the weeds and then I'll, I'll make it a little more concise and explain it. The 2017 NBA Collective Bargaining Agreement, basically all the rules that we all agreed to, um, they, they came up with some new rules for, for uh, players testing the NBA draft waters. And so in there, Article 10, Section 8C. Yes, I'm about to read you from this Collective Bargaining Agreement. It's just a couple sentences. Bear with me. An early entry player who is eligible to be selected in the next NBA draft pursuant to sections blah, 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 I won't bother with that, shall be entitled to withdraw from such draft by providing written notice that is received by the NBA 10 days prior to such draft. A player shall not be entitled to withdraw from more than two NBA drafts. Now, uh, a couple folks are going to hear that and be a little bit hung up on um, that there's written notice that has to be received by the NBA 10 days before the draft. Keep in mind, and we've talked about these timelines before, the, the NBA has a deadline 10 days before the draft, but the NCAA has a deadline that's 10 days after the NBA combine in which a player has to pull out to maintain their NCAA eligibility. So just ignore that part of what I just read because that's the, the important part is this. A player shall not be entitled to withdraw from more than two NBA drafts. Or put positively, if you're a college basketball player, you can test the NBA draft waters twice without penalty and maintaining your collegiate eligibility. So, translation, what is Kerwin Walton doing? Exactly what every college basketball player should be doing. Why would you not take advantage of the opportunity to gain invaluable insight and wisdom about your employability from your potential employer? right? Again, if you're listening, if I'm a college basketball player, here's what I'm going to do. Think about it. Freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, and maybe a grad year if you needed it or redshirted or whatever. If you have two opportunities to test the NBA draft waters and come back, you've got basically you've got three off seasons, right? Between your freshman and sophomore year, between your sophomore and junior year, and between your junior and senior year. Now, there's some people who we just know are going to leave. The one and done's or somebody that might be a two and done, and that's great and fine, and you test whenever you want to, or you don't test and you just, hey, I'm going, peace out, it's been real. But for those who might project to be a four-year player, similar to Kerwin Walton, RJ Davis, for example, maybe even Puff Johnson, you finish your sophomore year, 
You've got two summers left. Why would you not declare right after your sophomore year and again right after your junior year? And then learn everything you can. If you get an invite to the combine, go. Do it. Learn all of that. Get get feedback. And then come back to school. But but here's the thing. I, I'm not doing that and trying to be deceitful about it. I'm going to be very, if I'm a Tar Heel, I'm going to be very honest and say, hey, Coach Davis, I'm going to take advantage of this opportunity. Go learn more about what I can do better. I, I trust what you and the coaching staff are telling me, but I'd love to hear it from NBA personnel as well. And then I'm going to come right back to school. Don't worry. I'm not leaving. I'm not putting you in the lurch. You don't have to go get somebody out of the transfer portal unless you want to and you're kicking me out. Um, and I'm going to tell my teammates, hey, guys, I'm going to do this. I'll be back. Don't worry. Right? Um, and then... I'm going to do it all over again my junior year because why not? Let me see how I've grown and what I can do better. So, Kerwin Walton, I applaud you, brother. Go find out what you need to do and then come back and be better. Be awesome. Be part of this rotation. I would like, how great would it be? You guys, you guys know this. We all want to see Kerwin Walton succeed. We all want to see all these young men succeed. And that's true for any sport. That's why we watch. We want to see these young men and women do what they've dreamed of doing their entire lives. And that's what Kerwin Walton's trying to do. And I can get behind that. And I hope you can too. Well, that's it for Thursday's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Please go subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. And would you follow the show Locked on Heels on Twitter? And I said it just a little bit ago, but you can follow me at Isaac Shade. I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. I do this very often, but would love to interact with you through email. If you want to send a story about something about your Tar Heel fandom or interactions you've had with somebody or going back to the Final Four or something from this last season, shoot us an email, LockedOnTarHeels at gmail.com. We'll check it out. We'll, we'll talk back to you. We love to interact. Again, like I said, this is all about community and, and coming together. Speaking of which, if you like what you're hearing, go tell a friend. Come get them into this Locked on Tar Heels community and let's keep it growing. Coming up on tomorrow's show, it's going to be the second day of the NFL draft and we anticipate that that's where Sam Howe will get drafted is at some point early in the second round. So what does that mean? I'm having a big old fat Sam Howe conversation with with Locked On's college football recruiting insider, John Garcia Jr. I hope you've been seeing his episodes we've been doing the last couple weeks. His stuff is gold, and I want to make sure that you are hearing it. Well, thanks so much for making Locked On Tar Heels your first listen every single day. And speaking of the NFL Draft, let me encourage you to make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen today. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Just like all the other shows on the Locked On Network, it's free and available for you. So, folks, thanks so much for spending part of your Thursday hanging out with me. As always, it means the world and I love it. It's so great to get to talk Carolina sports and how that can bring us together as one. And hey, remember, Gigi Jackson knows this now too, but it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace!